I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. Hello, horny babies. Hello, Waniacs. Welcome to Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, the only show where two comedians... Watch the entire filmography of Mike Myers just to check if it's still good. And when I say the entire filmography, I mean the everything. And this episode will be proof of that. Isn't that right, Lex? Absolutely. It's a proof of that. I mean, this episode, we're watching a film that you could barely count as a Mike Myers film. You could barely count this as a film. <laughs> we, we went through a lot of effort, Cameron, to track this film down. Uh-huh. If you listen to our very first episode, episode zero, where all we did was go through the filmography of Mike Myers and say the titles of the films. It only took 20 minutes. Yeah. It's a really easy listen. <laughs> there was... This was... One of the film. best podcast episodes of 2016, <laughs> by the way. It was I up there. So. Yeah, it was, it's like... WTF has nothing on that oh, one. Thank <laughs> you oh, actually, so let's not go crazy. Yeah. WTF, the Obama episode, was number one. It was funny. It was funnier episode. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but episode zero, probably number two or three, I would say. And that extra voice you're hearing, mm. that very special voice, is Melbourne comedian Tim... Uh, <laughs> THX Surround <laughs> sound Hi guys. Timmy, baby Thank you for joining us Thank you so much for having me I'm a big fan uh, of the podcast Glad to be here in the Czech Republic Oh, oh That's good That was very good Bubbling that one under the surface for a few weeks And thank you so much for joining us on What is going to be maybe the most bizarre episode I can, mm, yeah. I can think of. You guys said, hey, Clarky, you're in town. Do you want to come see a film? We can watch Goldmember. We can watch <laughs> Shrek. We can watch Oscar-nominated Inglourious Bastards. And I said, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Have you heard of... For this bit, I can't even remember the name of the film. <laughs> the name of the movie is The Thin... Thin Pink Line. Pink oh. Line. And this is... Um, I really don't know what I'm supposed to say right now. Well, I'll tell you what we can say. We can say how we came across it. Why don't you tell the little story? Uh, so when we originally came up with the idea of this podcast, I went, I did some research. I went through the you filmography put the bo- of Mike You put the Myers. bong down, I the fever s- dream passed. <laughs> I put the bong down, had a quick sip, put it back down again, and then just started <laughs> reading into it. Took my glasses off and just 
shoved my head right against the screen. And this film stood out because it had the biggest cast I've ever seen. This film has got cameos galore of every comedian that ever lived in this film. And I was, I, I thought, how could I have never heard of this film? It's meant to be a parody of uh, The Thin Blue Line, one of my favourite documentaries directed by the great Errol Morris. Until I came here today, I really thought it was going to be a parody of The Thin Red Line. Yeah. The Terrence yeah. Malick war movie. I thought it was going to be a parody of The Thin Brown Line, which is in my underwear right now, guys. <laughs> I got skids. Well, I I'm, got some skids over here. The, I got skids. <laughs> they're multiplying. I, we are fucking shocked yeah. at the core after this film. Oh, this God. movie is one hour and 40 minutes long, and we just finished watching it. We only scrubbed like four minutes, guys. Can, I, early... can I ask, when do you reckon Criterion Collection are going to release the Neapolitan collection well, of thin red, thin blue, and thin pink ones? <laughs> I think... I think Read is, between the lines, Criterion. Criteria, as a Criterion nerd, I must say they actually do produce thin blue and thin red, so they finally got to start doing it's it. It's only a matter of time. And so this, this movie is, a... is hard to track down, so if Criterion yeah. did get on board, it will make it much easier for everyone else out there in the Mike Czech Republic, all the horny babies out there. Uh, because the, the only way that we've got to watch it is one of our fans, one of the horny babies out there, Steve... At uh, Akpak on Twitter. Yeah, he's got a great Twitter. He's a super funny bloke. Really funny. He dude. bought this DVD for us. Mm-hmm. He sent it to us. We did not receive it, but luckily enough, he ripped it and he put it up on YouTube for us to watch. <laughs> and we'll be putting that on our page as well. So if you want to watch this movie, it's a curiosity. You can watch it. And the only place we could find this was on Amazon Japan. That's so crazy. He I bought it on Amazon the Japan. The first episode, we were talking about this film and you said that we probably will never review it yeah. because we'll never get our hands on an Amazon Japan copy of this film. Yes. At Akpak got that copy. He did it for us. I don't know how much he spent. You estimated it to be $20,000 Australian. Australian? Dollars? Boy, yeah. must your face be red with pure rage <laughs> and having to watch the thin people. Oh. And I'm, I'm so disgusted that it just Fuck never you, arrived. Like, where, did it, where did it go, Akpak? It's just out there somewhere in the world. Someone else is watching it. Oh, pro- I hope so. So we finally watched uh, this Imagine movie. just getting a cop- like a DVD copy of a film you've never heard of. <laughs> and it's got and Mike I- Myers big on the cover. And yeah. then every- all the writing is Japanese mm. characters. And then just Mike's face. You're going to think you're going to watch it and then die seven days later. I mean, <laughs> I'm really worried that's our fates now. Through suicide. <laughs> <laughs> For nothing will be as funny as the thin pink line. Oh, so what... We're, what? What? We're, okay, our brains are broken because yeah. it was, spoiler alert, not a good film. But well, I think just... we should at least analyse it for Pack. We have to. Quality wise, I know you uh, did Pete's Media before, not a big fan yes. of that film. Yeah. Where we... would you say, is this as good? Is this better? Is this worse? I have to say that there are maybe only two or three movies I've ever seen that are worse than Pete's Media. So it's better. It's better. What are the uh, movies that are worse than Pete's Meteor? I can't remember. Pete's Meteor really knocked them all probably, out of my head. Probably a couple of pornos. <laughs> a couple of pornos that weren't up to my... Up couple, to my of, couple, of born, a couple of pornos. <laughs> Jason yeah, Bourne porn? Yeah, Bourne Legacy, dude. The porn identity, all of them. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually pretty sexy. <laughs> That'd be cool if you, you were a porn star, but then you got your memory erased, and then every time you fucked, it clicked back in. Yeah, and you get horny. And you fuck a guy with, like, a magazine. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you shove a guy's dong in a toaster, dude. 
All right, I'm I'm horny. I'm horny. I think it's. Are you horny, Lex? Of course. All right, positively Tim? horny. I don't know if you redress this. Cam, your wife's like in the other room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Could you listen to any of this? Oh, yeah, she's very much not horny right oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's not into she's it. She's hiding all. all the magazines in yeah, the house. Yeah, she don't like. She don't like. Before we get into our discussion on the thin pink line, the name yeah. you keep forgetting. Uh, do you like Mike Myers, baby? <laughs> Baby, you can call me Little Bow Wow because I like Mike. Yes. yes. What? How did you first come across Mike Myers? It was at, chronologically, it was very similar to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I remember very. You went through all of his exactly. films, looked at all of them. <laughs> I was born, and Mum said, "This is podcast episode zero. <laughs> Eat shit, Obama." <laughs> Uh, no, I remember renting the, the SNL best of sketch um, all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you guys, episode one. It yeah, was we great. It. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great collection of like sketches and characters that he did. Yeah, I remember definitely. watching that. And of course, grew up with Austin Powers, you know, the Shrek films I loved as a kid. Um, what, what else about, is that? Wayne's Wayne? World. Of course, yeah, Wayne's yeah, World yeah. as well. That was a little after Austin Powers. Like I'd seen Austin for Powers. You. Yeah, for me. Not the world. Not the world. No, no, no. <laughs> Can I step back to the SNL collection for you? Yeah. Do you remember any of the sketches from it? Oh, of course, yeah. I actually went online and looked at a bunch of them after listening to the... Oh, yeah. What's your favourite one? Uh, I, I really like the Wayne's World sketches. Yeah, yeah. they're I like great. those ones. But, um, God... Um, they are really good. That one with Tom Hanks is still, I think, still one funny. Of my yeah, it's like a legitimately ones. good sketch. Great sketch. I think the sketch since we've since we did that episode, I often find myself going back to uh, Philip the Hyper Hypo. That's right. With that's Nicole a good Kidman. one as well. Yes. Oh yeah, the one that's like a little play. Yeah, it's like, like, it feels like a Groundlings character sort of. That just would have been a one man show or mm, something. Mm. Oh, I loved it. That's a good one. Thank that you. That would have been the worst one man show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fill up the hyper hypo. This is a 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you get Nicole Kidman in there, yeah. I'd, be, I'd probably watch it. Listen, pay on the door. It, we, if you, we run on donations here at the ground. Pass the hat, please. Yeah. yeah. Put it a little bit in the jar. Chip in, at the end. Have a drink from the bar. The f- more you drink, the funnier the show is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you liked it, tell your friends. If you didn't, hey, keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like to say, if you liked it, tell your friends. If you didn't like it, tell your enemies. Oh, now this is a pro comic talking. Because then that keeps people coming mm. to the show. Right. Can I use that? Yeah, you can use that. <laughs> yeah, I'll often give out material because I often take material from other people. <laughs> and so it's just a real give take thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. You're yeah. a really good guy. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm a thief, but I'm also kind of a Robin Hood. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. Three R's. I learned it at comedy school. So you okay? You started with the SNL stuff. You moved your way through. What would you say your relationship is like to Mike, and how has it evolved over the years? Um, I was big into him as a kid, of mm-hmm. course. Um, fell out of love with him, you know. Hmm. Really? Yeah. After all the Love Guru stuff and the Cat in the Hat, just like hmm, I don't need this. Have you seen Love Guru? No, but uh, neither have we. We never have seen it. Get me back, boys. Yeah, we're yeah. very excited to watch it. I we, think so far, like pay no for one... my flight to Sydney, yeah. boys. <laughs> no one we've ever hung out with for this podcast has ever seen Love Guru, apart from Will Anderson. Yeah. So it's. I'm really worried when we get to Love Guru because I'd love to watch with some horny babies all get together and watch it, but I'm really worried that I am going to love it. I reckon you will. I'm scared because <laughs> it's got Mike Myers in it. You Obviously, got- <laughs> I like the guy. You got Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he's a triple threat. He can do everything. He's funny. He can sing. He can also act. He's hot. That's four threats. He can play <laughs> hockey. Five threats. 
this guy is the most talented man in history. <laughs> so that, I'm worried they're going to love the movie. Well, I, I, there's no way to know until we get to it. But right now, I can safely say that um, you know whatever happens at the end of the day, you're still going to love Mike. I hope so. Yeah, Tim. Now you're a, listen. You're a great comedian. You're a stand-up. Thanks, you're a guys. sketch performer. I've seen you in Chimp Cop, which is so goddamn funny. I think your your sketch group is one of my favorites in the country. Thank you very much. And guys. I would even say that um, it's a you know your role in in the Chimp Cop show that I saw was a star making role. Wow. You were the leading man of the show. I, I do put the Chimp Cop in Chimp Cop, as you really, they say. Yeah, you do. I should point out, the name of the sketch group is Chimp Cop. <laughs> if yeah. you didn't know that, <laughs> the phrase Chimp Cop sounds insane. Oh, but it's enough. That's it, all you need to hear. You it hear barely the two sounds words, like words. Chimp Cop, and you yeah. go, well, uh, that's definitely something I'll like. Yeah, it's basically like a cop who's a chimp. Yeah. Not a chimp who's a cop. No, God, no, that would be okay. That'd be offensive. Cop, cop first, chimp second, okay. chimp cop third. I think I get it. <laughs> I think I finally get it now. I get it now. Has Mike? I want to know as a sketch performer, as a comedy writer, has Mike been an influence on you? I would say not as much on me because I am very bad at voices. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at accents. Very bad. I mean, I have blacked up for this podcast. Yeah, and but I'm that not was commi- unnecessary. I'm not committing enough. Yeah. No, you're not doing the voice. No. You're right, I should do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in, boys. I'll tell you what. How about we uh, we'll do the voice off air because I, obviously I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm dying to hear it. I can't wait. But some of the horny babies may not. But also, for the record, Tim is doing jazz hands this entire <laughs> Entirely. Time. Yeah. It's really funny. It is really and funny. And it's also heartwarming as well because it reminds me of a time gone by. <laughs> and I think that's what you do best as a comedian. You honour the past. Well, that's the thing. See, okay, maybe if Mike wasn't an influence on you vocal-wise, you definitely share a sensibility as far as absurdity, right? Like, I've seen your stuff. You do... You seem to love kind of like... Like out of left field kind of humor. I don't, I'm talking like someone who's never done comedy yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I think I know where this is going, and this is where I get my ideas from. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, how was your writing process, man? <laughs> so, you um, just do you write stuff, or do you just go up and just you know say what you're thinking? Listen, it's you. You. I feel like the stage is the writing process. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got a big chunk, and you got to whittle it down. Okay. Yeah. I could never do it. I mean, I'm in awe of you guys. Michelangelo didn't see a big slab of marble. He just saw David. Right. Yeah. And I saw David in this movie. David Cross, that is. He's one of the cameos in the Thin Pink Line. And David Schwimmer, might I add. The two Davids of Hollywood. And David Crosby, famous singer. He was also also in in it. Also in it. And name another David. I bet they were in it, Lex. Yeah. Uh, David Arquette. Yes. David Duchovny. Yeah, both also in it. it. He played Scully. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, dude. That's weird. <laughs> Let's just talk about this movie now. The Thin Pink Line, okay. 1998. That's where we're standing in the Mike Myers canon. Mm-hmm. This is just after Pete's Media has been released in some places in the world, but not everywhere, because <laughs> there's unmitigated disaster. And so, and we've just seen Austin Powers. He's a big star. And this is a movie that Mike is barely in. Yeah. This is... He has a cameo. And the way that this film is structured, it's about... Uh, it's a documentary about the making of a documentary. And the documentary that they're making is about a man who perhaps is gay, who is on death row because perhaps he may have killed somebody and they think that he's innocent. So they're trying to exonerate him, much like the thin blue line. Right. 
Now, and then things get a little weird. It gets pretty wacky after that. Things get wacky. And so you might be thinking this is a mockumentary film. <laughs> so were we. And I going... As soon as the movie started, we were like, this is not a mockumentary. It's filmed no. like a regular movie. This is a cockumentary, guys. <laughs> I would say this is a mock- mockery yeah, of I a film. A mockery of mockumentaries, I would say. A cockery. Yeah, okay. I'll settle for cockery. Um, <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>, crockery. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of... The first thing we noticed was that it's not shot like a documentary. No, it's just shot traditional coverage, and it's not... But they do say... It's, this is a documentary. Yes, it's yeah. very it it's it's the the base level of the film is shot very simplistic, like, like a lot of coverage, like you were yep. saying, um, lit well, like an actual film. Yeah, but it doesn't they, look bad at the start. They talk to the camera and say, "Oh, this one, this guy's making a documentary about us making a documentary. Don't pay attention to him." And then they just go on. I feel as like if they shot that film. at the very end. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they got the to the end of the movie and went, "Oh fuck." Oh no, we yeah. forgot to shoot at documentary style. <laughs> we shot it like cinema. Okay, quick, let's shoot a scene where we just look at the cameras once and then every other time it's just cut like an ordinary film. It also that would also cover up any time the actors also just look at the camera yeah. <laughs> indirectly, yeah. which happens a lot. It happens every now and then. So it adds to the authenticity of the entire piece. Yeah, so there's like the base level of the Doco on the doco mm-hmm. and the doco itself, and yep. then someone watching the documentary later on in the film. Yeah, it's a big mess. Look, it's very meta, but it's not um, hardly meta. And look, meta, <laughs> meta is a um, it's a meta Greek is word. a Greek word. Yeah, it which means, means after kind of stuff like that. After kind of stuff after like it that. also uh, metal also means to vomit. And now, uh, this any- movie made yeah. me want to hurl. Is it anywhere related to Pete's meta? Oh. oh, I see what he's done there. See that, what I've done there. No. It's a very meta joke now, what in I've that done. I want to throw up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But okay, so the it's, horns. It's a str- throw up Thank the horns. You. Thank you. Wayne's World Party on excellent. So the vibe is that it's a documentary about a documentary. And as a result, we get a lot of cameos from pretty much a who's who of it's 90s everyone. LA comedy and theatre and film and TV. But they are in the film for probably a minute each. Dude, Taylor Negron is in this movie, yeah. dude. And they have little moments that are kind of funny that break up the main story of the film. Now, yes. I could have done with just that. Just the cameos. Yeah, yeah. just a big a big montage of just seeing, wow, that's what this person looked like in 97. Yeah. Oh, great. That's what Jennifer Aniston looks like. Great. And there's some scenes that are funny, like when we're into when we're meeting all the celebrity cameos and stuff. Like David Schwimmer is very, very funny in it. Mm-hmm. He plays a character that wants to be referred to as JT, uh, who knows Chauncey, who is the man that. Well, has you're missing. You've just skimmed crime. over the best joke of his thing. Is yeah. that uh, he wants to be known as JT, even though his name is Kelly Goodish. That's a great. That's a funny joke it's when he's like, "Hi, funny. my name's Kelly Goodish, but you can call me JT." Schumer was one of the better parts of this film. He's uh, he's good. He's a good deadpan uh, mm. comedic actor. He had a lot of not a lot to do with it, but he had a very small scene. Yeah, talking about his relationship with the main character, and he brought it. He, he did delivered. bring it. Right, you look at that and you go, "Wow, this guy deserves a million dollars a year." Oh, yeah. by the way, we haven't touched on this one, but 
absolutely every single one of these cameos was filmed at the person's house. Definitely. Yes. If not the person's house, they were filmed at a diner or on the street where they were like, hey, do you want to get coffee? And then they were sprung by it being It sort of felt film. like doorstop journalism. A David bit. Cross looks like he's being filmed with a Game Boy Color at an In-N-Out. <laughs> <laughs> they just came up behind him and said, Dave, hey, we worked... In- this is the showrunner from Mr. Show. Can we, can we film five minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's so odd, right? Like, it just seems like... Mike's role in this movie as well, he plays uh, Chauncey, who is the accused in this mm-hmm. film. He, he doesn't play Chauncey. He doesn't. He plays like his stepfather or his foster parents. And he plays in the movie alongside his real-life wife at the time, Robin Rusin. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems like they were just at their home. Yeah, I feel like he Mike probably didn't know what this was going to be. They showed up and they said, all right, we want you to do this scene. And he was kind of like, well, Robin's here. Do you mind if she's in it too? Yeah. We'll just improvise together. Perfect. Um, Is it the highlight of the film? Yes. Is it good? No. No. (laughs) I think it's early the highlight of the film for us because we were just like, come on, Mike. Yeah. Is he actually in this movie? Tim, you went on record as saying that you you were at half chub. Half mast. For Mm -hmm. pretty much the whole film. And any time Mike was on screen, you would go full... Oh, zero to 100, like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. He is a guy that often makes us feel horny, baby. So I think it shows the power of his charisma that even for a second... I tell you what I was getting really chubbed up on. Size yeah. that goddamn pool he's got. He's got a big pool. Yes. Big old pool. Yeah. Ironically, making me wet. <laughs> Uh, now we've talked a little bit about this I hate this, comedy so I hate so it much. so much as well It's the worst thing in the world Okay, I, I need to know we, We've discussed We've danced around a little bit How do you guys think They made this film? How do you think they got The 900 cameos in this film? What What do you think the story is? Because I've tried read, reading about it I can't find anything <laughs> mm. about the guy The closest I can get To some information about him Is that he is a groundling He's an alum of mm. groundlings And I think he's been involved or like written like people not the main because the two main characters chauncey and the person uh royce who's trying mm. to make this documentary they're both the writers producers directors, directors. Of the it's their baby triple they're threats if you will Joe yeah. detail and michael irpino mm-hmm. mm. That's the sad. justin timberlakes of the 90s <laughs> yeah they yeah. can do it all uh they you can clearly tell like it's a big spider web thing like you can see the people that they're working with a lot in their other projects they work on other shows, like they worked on, someone worked on All American Girl, who was Mar- Margaret Cho's and sitcom, she's in and she's film. in this film, and someone else worked on Suddenly Susan with someone who worked with Taylor Negron, so that's probably how they got that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can see that group of, that core group of people appearing in other films. They're in a film the next year called Can't Stop Dancing, where a lot of the people that had cameos in this film reappear, like Janine Garofalo's back in that okay. one. Uh, not Mike, unfortunately, so you won't, won't be watching it for this. Oh, oh, well. oh It's a shame. Well, I might watch it anyway, just for fun, because <laughs> I like these creatives. I think they have some interesting perspectives on the world. That mm. one's only available on Amazon Poland, though, <laughs> so it might be even harder if to get. If you did, guys just go to http colon backslash backslash www.amazon.pl. Yeah. And you'll be able to find it there. It'll only cost... 900 yen cruises. It's in Japanese for some reason. Um, See, you guys are doing a great impression of the improv troupe that made this film. <laughs> this film is like the, the just, it's all improvised, kind, yeah. kind of. It feels like the way that it feels improvised is that everyone just talks over each other the whole time. I feel like it was, it comes from a groundlings world, it comes from LA theater. 
comes from the queer theatre scene in yes. LA. And we talked about it a little bit when we were watching it. I think you're right, Tim. I think that this is a group of people that probably have loose connections to other sitcoms and shows. Maybe they, they're writer's assistants mm. or they're interns or they're runners or something. And this really is a film built out of favours. Yeah. And yeah. in a way, that's a, it's a huge success to get that many cameos yeah. based off favours. I mean, they've got two of the friends in this movie. Jennifer Aniston, yeah, also appears. And I got to say, that is a brilliant way to market a film. Yeah. yeah. There's not a chance in hell any of us would be watching this film if... No. Mike Myers wasn't in the movie. Yes. Because <laughs> we have a podcast dedicated to watching all the movies he's in. <laughs> but irregardless of that, no one would be watching this without the cameos, I feel. like no it would way. Exactly. People would... It would be totally lost to history, this film. But it stands as like this... What I found interesting about it is it stands as this weird document mm. of where comedy was at in 1998. I find it's more, also a lot more of like... the. The seedier underbelly of like the LA independent scene at the time, yes. like you hear t- tales of like Tarantino or Kevin Smith have to like max out their credit cards and ask their parents mm. for help, mm. and they get all their buddies together and make a film, and it goes gangbusters at Sundance, and they you know go to the stars. And this guy did the exact same thing, probably maxed out credit cards, asked mm. all his friends yeah. for, and then nothing and it i can answer i have an anyone. answer for why it didn't go anywhere it's a bad movie that's also it's not a good as well movie. yes yeah. <laughs> there's it, there's the plot every time because the film film so improvised and it's all these people like iliana douglas mm-hmm. and um during janine garofalo you mentioned uh will ferrell is oh, in, will this, Ferrell's in this like movie a young will well. ferrell will ferrell's in this and i completely forgot about it yeah which is weird because he's usually so off the ra- and he was off the rails in this. He plays like a, a guy in a Cub Scout. Yes, yeah, but it's outfit. it's probably a thirty second scene, and he's just like running around a park, which is normally very strange. Like he should have been in there a bit more. Uh, you've got Molly Shannon and who- Amira, who is Ben Stiller's mother. Yeah, that's right. And it's got it's got Joel Murray. David Bill Schwimmer, Murray's who brother, we've also Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley, one of the most handsome men. Mary Lynn Rice Cobb, Andy Richter. It's, uh, a, it's a crazy Sam cast. Sam Pancake. Um, Robert Tate, De Niro. Tate Donovan. <laughs> yeah, Tate Donovan. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Ray Donovan. <laughs> Ray Romano. Dr. Um, Evil. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker's in this movie. Yeah, Marlon the, Brando. The gif of the dancing baby. Yeah, Ali McBeal. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> we got there. We, we made the same jump in our mind where Calista Flockhart's married to Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jabba the Heart. Uh, Ron Howard. Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is in this movie. Insane and it's... clown posse. And I th- <laughs> the same clown posse. <laughs> It's just a bunch of clowns. Kirk Cobain. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, dude. Leonard Cohen. For like, 10, for like 10 minutes, it's just an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> that they're watching on TV. <laughs> the Chinese restaurant episode. It's really it's, funny. It's very meta. <laughs> but there's because all of these disparate people are in there, it's not like they had time to rehearse with, you know, freaking Taylor Negron or whatever. So it's Taylor Negron. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Swift and Shift Couriers. <laughs> so they don't get time to, to rehearse with these people. So all of the slap shot. <laughs> <laughs> all of the little rascals. Original and the remake. <laughs> The Little Giants. <laughs> the 
Billy Crystal. Little Man Tate. <laughs> Andre the Giant. Andre the Seal. The seal. Iron Giant. <laughs> the Roof Seal. I am Groot. I am Legend. <laughs> Alexander the Groot. <laughs> oh. I mean... How many? St- I mean, the the night sky was dark. For all the stars mm. were in this film. Too many stars. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Absolutely. <laughs> Too many stars. Now, this is a movie that's got a lot of stars. Tupac. <laughs> the Hologram East Coast, West Coast rap rivalry. Yeah. A box of eggs. <laughs> now, just looking around the room. Vitamin tablets. <laughs> microwave. Wedding invitation. That Mike Myers. That blood stain. <laughs> wow, Cameron. No, don't look at that. Um, so, but th- that's what doesn't work about this movie is that there's all these crazy people that are in it. And so they don't have time to like make the story work. They all have to like make up. Yeah, so I know this guy um, from my club. We go to a club together. And then it doesn't line up with the next story that we're going to see from freaking Taylor Negron. Yeah, Taylor Negron's in this. It's <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know we're in a loop. <laughs> Looper. <laughs> Fruit loops. Now I'm back to looking around the room. <laughs> but to be honest, I think um, what your your problem with it is very much at the core of why they ever got this film made yes. or at least distributed, which is 
they spent so much time trying to get famous people to cameo in it. They mm. were probably stunned that so many people agreed to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. To the how much to you, the chagrin of the storytelling. How do you they, cut out Margaret Cho? Yeah, where they've realized in post, oh, we actually don't have we didn't use our time well mm. and we didn't use these connections well enough because the only people who give performances in this are Tate Donovan, <laughs> Jennifer uh, Aniston, Aniston, and David, David Schwimmer. Like, they're the main Dude, ones. What about Taylor Negron? Taylor Negron's in this. <laughs> Taylor Negron has two scenes. One of them he plays... He's doing good. He's, yeah. he's in a suit and he's uh, talking to Nora Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and they, they've got a good... Uh, nice Dunstan little, checks in. <laughs> Dunstan checks out after watching this film. <laughs> I'm Roger Ebert. <laughs> Roger Ramjet. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Who framed Roger Ramjet. <laughs> Roger and me. <laughs> Michael Moore. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Taylor Negron, what is his character in this? I can't even I remember. D- a guy that looks like a lizard? <laughs> I think he might be his lawyer. I think he might be his, his lo- lawyer. And then I trying thought to he was him. his dad, but I don't know because no. it doesn't make sense. None of this movie makes sense. And it doesn't use the mockumentary format in a way that works at all because the mockumentary format is uh, in cinema used to parody the form of documentaries uh-huh. and it doesn't really do that at all. It, and that's where a lot of humour would the, come yeah, from. So it, it doesn't dro- do that at all. It dropped the pretense of being a mockumentary the second they had a shot from inside the prison. Yeah, And like mm. you might be thinking, oh, they... They're still using the handheld shaking. Nope, it's all on tripods. Sticks. It's on dollies, sticks, tripods. It's on dollies. There's nothing... Um, it's on sticks, dolly it's on dollies. <laughs> it's on dolly the sheep. <laughs> it's like, it's it's not it's not even pretending to be a mockumentary no. at all. I feel like that's a construct that they invented later. Mm. Like, they shot the film like it was just a film, and then later on, looking back at it, they were like, "Oh, we need this. None of this makes sense, yeah. but it will if we're if we act as if this is a documentary." And then they would have just shot that early scene to lie to the audience and go, "Hey, this is a documentary." <laughs> oh, I believe it. <laughs> Cinema is a lie. I believe it, but it's it. It would have made much more sense to not have had that. Yeah, and no just, way. It would have just been. Yeah, it would okay, have been a don't film. Have that scene. Yeah, it would have been a bad film about a documentary, or just shoot the whole thing. In documentary style, like yeah. fucking, it would have been cheaper, like you were saying. Yeah. Exactly. Either make a film about a documentary or yeah. a mockumentary. Don't make a mockumentary about people <laughs> making a mockumentary. And then Ugh. scrimp on one of them and not do it. Yeah. It's just odd because oh, I don't I don't know where to talk about this this part of the film anymore because it just doesn't work in that regard. And it, it's it's got funny stuff in it, but it's never to do with the documentary form at all. Okay, name one funny thing that was in it. That's a challenge to you. Uh, there, was a gay, there was a gay clown called Faggot. Okay, you're right. That is the funniest thing. And maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen. The worst part was we had to pause that movie right there, rush to the hospital because Cameron's guts were busted. Yeah, yeah he busted wide his guts open. out. That's really funny. His, his sides had been split from here to there. Now, we just, I need to say to our horny babies out there that I am not a homophobe. I don't find the idea of the word fag funny. This is... Can I just say, I am on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> yeah, where are you going to go I am this? not a homophobe. I, just need... I don't find the word fag funny. <laughs> I think that this is a gay film. Like, yes, I think so. This is a film so. made by... Uh, Comedians queer, in the LA... Queer directors, queer writers, yeah. and it's, it's a queer film. When you search for it, it comes up. The only interview for it 
or the only bit of press about it is on like a magazine called Playbear magazine. Mm. It's a it's a film for the gay community, and and seems. the gay community is a big part of the film, like the plot. Yeah. yeah, it involves a man who is gay, but people don't know that, or I I really don't we understand. Don't so I guess what I'm trying to say is the reason I found Faggles the Clown so funny was because. It's by gay people. It's okay to laugh at it, right? Fubu, guys. Yes, for them, by them. And the clown's name is Faggles. And he's, he's a entertaining lisping, a children's party. He's a real, like, stereotype mm. of a gay person. And he's talking about Judy Garland. But it's... He's a clown. Judy Davis. <laughs> Judy Dench. David Schwimmer. Um, yeah, but anyway, I just found that that was the only time that I laughed in this movie. Just that shocking reveal that the clown's name was Faggles. I laughed one time and actually was related to the documentary format where at the end of the movie, to save the guy from being executed by a priest for some reason, they show it uh, the film that they've been making to a judge. And during it, they show, a re- <laughs> they show a reenactment of uh, like this time he killed some bloke or whatever that the film's about. And they're like, yeah, this is, where, this is the- where they go. This is where it's uh, the doco mm. showing the judge watching the doco that they made. Yes. Mm. It's like Inception. It's like Memento, actually. Yeah, it yeah. is like Memento. That's what Tim said. I did say. Maybe when we were 40 t- times throughout the movie. When, I think you're, ironically, misrem- misremembering me. <laughs> I mentioned, we were mentioning, because it's, when it's not in a documentary format, when it's like shot, uh, like normal coverage, mm. it looks fine. Yeah. Sure. Like, not amazing. It looks like a Christopher Nolan film, is what I you said, saying. I said it looks as good as Memento. Which is absurd. I don't think the quality of <laughs> it's outrageous. I don't think like the that. picture quality of <laughs> some of the that normal scenes similar. It looked fu- it looked similar. Used- no, you're, I think what you're reacting to is the fact that it's just in the back streets of LA with mm. natural lighting, which kind of looks like the same area as Memento. Ex- I reckon exactly my point. <laughs> it looks exactly like it. <laughs> Maybe also Memento was the last DVD you ever watched. <laughs> and that quality stuck in your head, what 720p looks like. I have written the phrase Memento all over my body. Yeah. Is that to remember the last film you watched? Yeah. <laughs> that's probably what it was then, dude. I think that's sexy, dude. I reckon you should write the thin pink line on it because you just watched another one. Oh, no. Yeah. Guys, let's... wasted all this money on tattoos. <laughs> Guys, can we talk about Mike? Yeah. How did they get Mike in this film? What's the connection? I don't know how they got Mike in this film, but they're just filming it at home, and he is kind of funny in this movie. Is he? What um, kind of character is Mike going for? Well, he says that he he's doing what is a stereotypically camp voice. He is he's very camp in this. One. He's been. It actually sort of sounds like his Linda Richmond voice a little bit, but without any of the wig or like Jewish affectation. Yeah, it's just f- feminine. Yeah, it's a feminine voice, and there's a scene in it uh, towards the end of the movie where it's like a lot of people. Say that um, uh, whatever the main character this movie, Chauncey is Chauncey is gay. But you know, a lot of people say that about me too. But I'm not. And that's a lot of the jokes in this movie are that people think that each other is gay, or there are you know people think that two people are gay when they're not. It's a lot of it's a lot of that kind of jokes. Yes. And is that funny? (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) not really. Okay. Um, But what if Cam asked that question in an effeminate voice? Would Would that that be be funny? funny? Let's hear it. I okay. 
Go I on, feel dude. really uncomfortable. All right. I think it's you funny. Do, you do that and then I'll do my voice as well. <laughs> okay, you do your black voice okay. and I'll do this at okay. the same time. And we'll, we'll, we won't cut it out. And I'll Alexi, probably. you do... Um, what can you do? <laughs> A Chinese boy. <laughs> okay, on the count of three. One, One two... two. Three. Thanks so much for listening oh. to the podcast, guys. Um, wow, um, that was so offensive. I can't believe it went for 20 minutes. Wow. And you sure you're not going to cut that out? I will promise I won't cut it out. Fuck. I will All leave right. it in. I'm not going to cut to anything else or anything like that. Or any- It's just going to be in there. Can I ask you guys We are truly in Trump's America. After that, after that orgy of racism and mm. homophobia that just happened then, Either of you horny? Um, yeah. I, think I, got it. yeah. I don't think I. I think I got it all out of my system. I, I think, think being yeah. a racist yeah. for me is <laughs> as gratifying as sexual release. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. End yeah. quote. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Tim Clark <laughs> and print. So I think let's talk about Mike. Mike's seen his partner. Who is also his life partner mm-hmm. up until the year 2007. Now, his this wife, Robin Rusin, who is also an actor. That's the thing. You've brought this up before. She was an actor. Did she do anything else? Yes, she was in Wayne's World. She plays a waitress in Wayne's World. She's mm-hmm. also in... Because I'm thinking, if we're looking at this as what, what was the connection that got Mike in this? What if Robin was it the maybe connection? Maybe her, because she was a writer. Let me just look up a bit about her... Mm. She's yeah, also in an episode of Cobra Enthusiasm. She's also in Sex and the City. And also in an episode of Transparent from well, 2015. I noticed a few people that have had bit parts in this film that have gone on to have bit parts in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like Oscar Nunez from The Office is in yeah. this. He was in an episode of Curb. Sam um, Pancake. Sam Pancake, which is the best name. <laughs> and he, who was, was the name Sam, of his character Sam, as well? Roger Nephews? No, no Randy, Randy Nephews. Randy, Randy Nephews. Nephews. A guy and that does make me Randy, babe. That's a great character name. That's a guy called Sam Pancake <laughs> playing <laughs> Randy Nephews. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful moment for cinema and it did make me, in fact, horny. <laughs> And made me hungry as well for pancakes. <laughs> it so made me hungry for nephews. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, yeah, okay, Mike's, Mike's role in this, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I can barely remember it. It was probably two minutes of screen time. Yes. He is... I, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, guys. I'm sorry. I think it was bad. I think so too. <laughs> but it, it made me... It was nice to see him and yeah. Robin Rusin together. I liked seeing I mean, them play around together. I mean, it was a snapshot of a fun couple. Of life. Because they were playing with a dog as well. And it, was, and it must have been their be real their dog. dog. That's got to be, be Spike dog. Myers. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> named it. after his dead dad. Named after his dead dad and then soon to be the name of his son. Yeah, maybe it was Spike 1 or yeah. Spike 2. And I think I think that was cute. Spike and, uh, Milligan. <laughs> Spike Jones. <laughs> so I just, I've looked up uh, the IMDb trivia for Robin and she's the daughter of Linda Richmond. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. 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 Yes. Yeah. And I can see a little bit of Linda in her. And I bet she's going to get a little bit of in Linda in her later Come on, on, played by Mark. Mate. Come on. Uh, but I think that's. I think that kind of bawdy locker room talk is nowhere near this. <laughs> <laughs> this great podcast where we had 20 minutes of unfiltered, un- unedited racism. racism. I can't believe that we left that in. I'm I can't so believe mad. you left that I'm in. I'm scared, but I will leave it in. I'll honor you boys. Thank you. You're not going to pull so a, a Swifty one on us and I'm not going to shift Corey, mate. I'm not going to sit it anywhere else. It's going to be in there. And um, so- I'm reading a bit of trivia about her too right now. Um, here's a fun fact. Did you know that <laughs> she, she filed met- for divorce? <laughs> 
<laughs> husband Mike Myers after 12 years of marriage. Yeah, that's the fun fact I was going to read out. Now, there's some great trivia about this film on yeah. IMDb. What was that great tidbit that you found? <laughs> that uh, Jennifer Aniston uh-huh. and David Strimmer also co-starred in the TV series Friends. Now, I did not know that. Did you know that? I shocked when yeah. I learned this. That's trivia. That's great it's trivia. It's crazy. But the trivia that you were going to say was... I thought it was Matt LeBlanc and <laughs> Lisa Kudrow. Matt LeBlanc's in this. He's not actually, dude. No. I wish he was. <laughs> That's the one? Yeah. <laughs> he's the only guy That's in the one where you crack. Yeah, dude. He's actually not in this one. <laughs> Maybe it would have been better if he was. Yeah. I think so. What are some cameos you wish were in this? Let's list them. <laughs> uh, Huckleberry Finn. Uh, one of the cave. worst cameos was Maura Turney. From oh yeah, what news a waste. radio and she didn't say a word. She just looked pretty. She did not say a word. She wore big sunglasses mm-hmm. and was standing next to someone, maybe her husband at the time. Yeah, I can only assume they maybe just... her boyfriend <laughs> at the time, maybe her brother. <laughs> Has she been divorced? Maybe I don't know. I think a lot of people got divorced after this film. <laughs> I think that happened. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Look, I am. I'm trying to find anything interesting about this film online. I can't. I oh. really can't find anything. Well, there's only two reviews that I could find for this film, and one of them, they're they're both on IMDb by users, and there's one. I'll read one. This is a seven star review. There's a seven star review and a two star review. Seven star review from a morph house machine from Australia. From the year 2000. No. So this is also from Melbourne, Australia. So there's a fan base. There's a fan in Australia for this movie? There's an Australian fan base. Okay. So this is the two We love utes, we love sheer and sheep, Mm -hmm. and we love pink lines. We love it. The thinner, the better. So this is a (laughs) two-star out of ten review. It says, I can't believe it got big name actors. This was a last resort for me. I had seen everything else at the video store, so I got this, and that was my first mistake. (laughs) Instead of seeing something I had seen 100 times before that was actually enjoyable, like Fight Club, or even Muppets from Space, (laughs) I decided to hire something I hadn't seen before. Surveying the cover, seeing the names such as Mike Myers, Janine Garofalo, Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer, Ileana Douglas and Jason Priestley. I was expecting a halfway decent movie. That was my second mistake. This movie tries so hard to be subtly funny that it forces its comedy, in quotes, in front of the viewer and and poses the question, aren't we funny for being so subtle with our comedy? In a word, no. This movie has a very strong parallel to Waiting for Guffman, a closeted gay creative type, a motley crew of entertainers and quirky characters. However, that is where the parallels finish. For you see, Waiting for Guffman is a witty non-Hollywood movie that has some familiar faces and subtle comedy. The Thinkpint line is full of Hollywood celebs, which the makers seem to load in to try and make up for a very tedious, unfunny 101 minutes. Sure, there are some lines which evoke a chuckle or a brief belly laugh, but unfortunately, a weak script with a predictable ending, as well as an overly eager cast, it just doesn't quite gel. The highest score I could give this movie is 2 out of 10. I feel like sending a condolence wreath to the director with a note attached reading saw the latest movie my deepest sympathies now listen 
Your performance just then was breathtaking. Thank you so much. You slipped into that character. It took you a couple of paragraphs out of the 10 paragraphs in that review. Yeah. But you slipped into that character with such verve and tenacity that I believed I was watching a real person. Alexi, were you in the thin pink line? (laughs) Were you one of the cameos? Yeah. Alexi (laughs) Toliopoulos. Yeah, I was. Matt LeBlanc was sick that day, so you had to fill in. (laughs) And I was just like. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I'm a... in episodes. <laughs> Does he have a catchphrase on that show? <laughs> I'm Matt LeBlanc. I play me in episodes. <laughs> oh no, I'm lost in space. Hello, welcome to Top Gear. I'm the Stig. <laughs> Good morning, angels. <laughs> He's in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> oh yes. He plays in Mission Extreme 3. Do you think that this film... You've been is- listening to the, uh, <laughs> Le- LeBlanc Slate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that this film is worth the two stars that that uh, reviewer gave it? Um, I would go four stars. You're going to give this four, four stars? Oh, three stars. And we don't even we don't even give stars. No, but, you know. but I would. Well, if I give a star for every star in this movie, it'd be too many bloody stars. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford to give out that many. But I, w- I would say... As a document on in, as part of history of where comedy is at a certain point in time, it's interesting. It has some worth, but still, yeah. Who are you surprised couldn't be in this? Like I was expecting Dakota like, Fanny, yeah, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> like who? I who was, was expecting like Bob Odenkirk to come. Yeah, in actually, there as well. I, I think. Bob Odenkirk was sitting opposite David Cross during that scene, but yeah. he just refused to be in it. Yeah. Rob Smigel, Rob Schneider, or even like the kids <laughs> in the hall. Yeah, the kids in the hall gang. I feel. Yeah, or, or even David Spade. There was like all the SNL. I feel like yes, they could have gotten more yeah. of them. Dana Carvey, Tim someone. Meadows. Where was Dana? Where was he? Where was he? I don't know. In '98, probably making Master of Disguise. Blank. Was still- he? What was he making? Uh, blank check. Was that movie? Oh, is he in blank check? I don't know. I think he was just still writing Master of Disguise, just getting it to be perfecto. Okay. And we know that movie turned out really great, and that's why we've got the Master of Disguise franchise being such a huge world phenomenon, even to this day. I like the animated series. My favorite part of Master of Disguise was after the credits, uh, when Dana comes in and helps... Asks uh, Pistachio to join the Dana Carvey <laughs> Avengers, featuring <laughs> all his great characters: librarian woman, yeah. Yeah. church lady. Yeah. Isn't that did I just special? go to librarian lady <laughs> and li- church lady? You said librarian woman, who is a different character from church lady. And I think he's very fascinating actor Dana Carvey. So, well, let's shall we check this movie? I think we got to check it, and I'm going to say. It's bad, but like you said, it's worth it to watch and to see some of the comedy stars and some mm. of the TV stars that you, you know, know now to see what they were like back then in the nineties. I mean, I'm talking about Val Kilmer, <laughs> Marlon Brando, Ron Perlman, Hellboy, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro, Chubby Maguire, <laughs> Chubby Maguire. <laughs> he actually appears. Yeah, I think um, I we checking Domino. This- <laughs> <laughs> Domino's Pizza Pizza the Heart <laughs> The Game Domino's <laughs> The Game The Rapper The Game The Film <laughs> The Game The Game Which you just lost <laughs> The Game The Book That taught me everything I need to learn about love um, Jennifer but- Love Hewitt <laughs> Tim Hewitt That's real niche Tim Clark <laughs> 
Hey boys, it's me <laughs> And welcome back to the podcast uh, I think that I'm not convinced this is a movie I still, I reckon I'm not convinced this is a film at all What do you think it is? It's a sizzle reel To be fair, this is less of a podcast than more listing things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is, is a like list episode first... zero all over again <laughs> This is a list first article <laughs> I, Yeah, I just don't know what it is Because it doesn't have any of the things I would think a film has Such as plot, <laughs> direction, <laughs> style, substance, script Directing, <laughs> but it does have Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> George Clooney. Tim, are you are you glad that you watched this movie with us? Uh, I'm, I'm glad I watched it with you guys. Yeah. I would never, never in a million years watch this movie if not for this podcast. And I had fun watching it. Mm. Uh, there were several times where all of us had to stand up and walk around. Yeah, because yeah. the the anger was just like, Ugh, can't sit still for this. I have Similar to, to, to Pete's something. Media, there was a point where we went, all right, there's probably not much time left. Let's check the time, and there was mm. an hour left. Ugh. And then we checked again; it was ten hours left. <laughs> And we checked again, the election results still weren't in and we got stressed out again. <laughs> so this um, this movie, it'll be up on our Facebook page. You can watch it if you want, but... I reckon skim through it. Have a scrub through. It's skim worth it. Skim milk. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> My brain is broken. I'm going to put in the exact minutes that Mike Myers is in the film. So that's I'll have to watch idea. it again to find it. Yeah, that's a good uh, Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Mic Check. Yeah, thank you so much, Tim. Thank you very much for having me. I oh, had a great dude. time. Uh, as I said, big fan of the podcast. I feel so bad that you had to watch this movie because I'm such a fan of yours. And I feel I very bad I had to watch it. <laughs> I didn't want to have to put you through it. That's uh, okay. Uh, do you have anything you'd love to let the horny babies in on? Yes. Um, oh, hey, horny babies. If you're listening to this, um, is this coming out before December this It'll be out tomorrow. It'll be coming out tomorrow. Yeah. All right. It's well, actually streaming live. Oh, no. <laughs> you can, that means you definitely can't cut out all that racism. <laughs> and the sexism. <laughs> Uh, December 3rd, uh, our, our sketch show Chimp Cop is performing uh, in Melbourne. It's a free show. Uh, there's only like 40 or so seats and a lot of people missed out last time. So come on down. It's at Club Voltaire, 7 o'clock, Saturday, December the 3rd. Uh, it's called the 2004 Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, and I, I can announce that the host will be Mike Myers. <gasps> oh Mike my Myers goodness. hosts the 2004 Teen Choice Awards. Really? He's at Peak Mike 2004. Great. Shrek 2's just come out. Shrek 3. Gold member. <laughs> so cool. I Married an Axe Murderer. Shrek Ever After. And it's a pink, pink line. <laughs> Guys, you're, now it's my plug. So okay. I don't <laughs> like this. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a great show. Just a bunch of our uh, best sketches. Chimp Cop. Uh, look us up on Facebook. We'll have the details there. And um, yeah, if, look me up on Twitter at Mr. Timothy Clark. And I'll be plugging everything there. Fabulous. Oh, that's awesome. I wish I could come down and check it out. Okay. Maybe we fly us down? Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great. Appreciate it. Cameron, you're on Twitter at I am Cameron James. Mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter at This Is Alexi. If you've liked what you've been hearing, give us five stars on iTunes and in your review, let us know what you'd like our next very specific actor based podcast would be titled and be concept cool? for we've got some really cool ones this week we got one can called... i pitch one yeah, yeah please now bashimi now you don't oh that's perfect that's a great one that's a great one where you watch either a steve bashimi film or now you see me don't now you don't <laughs> is that the magic movie yes magic, we, mike? magic mike yeah <laughs> you could call one uh like mike <laughs> you could give us one called uh fake katan fake katan where we talk about movies that maybe have Tina Fey or Chris Kattan. 
That is tenuous. That is a tenuous. Okay, leap. I think it'll be really fun. What about do? my new podcast called Tenuous, where you watch ten movies? Okay, from the US. There we uh, go. <laughs> and we've also got another podcast called the Blank Slate Movie Podcast, where we just talk about movies. We just did a couple of episodes about our favorite movies of all time. Yours was. American Graffiti And mine was Saturday Night Fever And coming up in the next two weeks We're going to be talking about the sequels to those films That we've never ever seen before And maybe we'll wish we never did Yes I'm looking forward to those episodes Thank you dude Appreciate it (laughs) And coming up on November 25th I've got Green Lights Comedy Nights It's one of the best comedy nights in Sydney It's only five bucks We're headlined by Zoe Coombs-Ma Becky Lucas is on the show. <laughs> I'm hosting. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Andrew Hastings. Mike Myers. Louis C.K. Dr. Evil. Amy Schumer. Louis, Louis C.K. Run. <laughs> run, K. Run. C.K. The Sydney Band. C.K.Y. <laughs> C.K.Y. Not. <laughs> My podcast about C.K.Y. <laughs> We have oh. 96 quite bitter beings listening every week. This has been um, a listicle, so thank mm-hmm. you so much for listening to it. Uh, we love you, horny babies. Keep listening. Keep on being horny. And next up, I think it might be Spy Shack. Maybe. I, know, I think next is... You don't get to think, dude. <laughs> you do not get to We don't pay you to think. We it's pay mi- you to be pretty. It's Mystery Alaska. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. See you later. It's my check, it's my check, the podcast.